You're listening to the HR Happy Hour Show with hosts Steve Bowes and Trish McFarlane. Since 2009, the HR Happy Hour Show has been bringing you thought leaders, workplace and technology experts, academics, and more to take on the most important and interesting topics impacting work, human resources, technology, and the workplace. Learn more and listen to all the show archives at www.hrhappyhour.net. Hey, welcome back to HR Happy Hour Show. My name is Steve Bowes. I am joined by a very famous guest, guest host really today, a special guest host, guest hosting on the HR Happy Hour Show, perhaps for the first time, or have you done it before, George? Never guest host. Mr. George LaRock. Let's just bring him right in. <laughs> it's great to be here. Host of HR Literally Market Watch, the, the wildly successful HR Market Watch. A new one just launched uh, last week, I yes. think, right? That's right. That's right. And uh, I'm having a lot of fun with the podcast and uh, being on the HR Happy Hour Network. Well, George, thank you so much for saying that. Great to see you again. So that's the little backstory. Trish, unfortunately, not with us today. George and I are at a Ceridian Analyst Day event in New York City. We'll talk maybe a little bit about that at the end. Uh, fun. Good to be in New York City. It Very is. nice it day. Is. This is my city, and it's always good to be here. I feel like it's my city, too. I grew up in New Jersey. Folks uh, might not know that about me. So I did spend a little bit of time in New York City as a youth, as a miscreant, if you will. <laughs> but it was nice. It was that like little bit of a train ride, a little New Jersey transit, yeah. for 35, 40 minutes. Oh, that was my morning today. Yeah. yeah. I know. In, 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 times are really different, though. So I was thinking about, like... Like my son now is sixteen, and you think about like what you would allow him to do. If you you have kids too, yeah. like George, you know different ages, but you have got some older kids too. Yeah. Like you have to think about what you'd allow them to do at certain ages and life stages. I can remember really vividly at about fifteen or so, getting on a train with like a bunch of buddies to come into New York City to go to Madison Square Garden to like a, you know, like a Van Halen wow. concert. Wow, you know, okay. like yeah. like that was okay. That was acceptable. Yeah, maybe it wasn't. My parents just were. Yeah, you know, we, we had moved up to uh, New Hampshire when I was a teenager. I would drive into Boston, and and we would I would drive to go see a concert uh, at at sixteen. I, I can tell you, my kids probably won't be doing those things. Yeah, I mean, I th- I, I remember. Oh, people will love to tune into the HR Happy Hour podcast to hear these things. I remember and this is the last one. I promise, is the last one. I remember going to the the last or the second to last New York Jets football game. At Shea Stadium, because they used to play there, right, before they yeah, uh, yeah. Moved, moved back to the Meadowlands, right? That's how old I am. Don't look that up what year this was. <laughs> but I'm, I'm certain this is all true. Well, I'm, I'm certain I went. I remember going. But my, in a car with my brother, who was one year older than me, who maybe had just gotten his driver's license. And that was okay, too. We were, the two of us were allowed to get into mom's car yeah. and drive from the middle of New Jersey all the way out to Shea Stadium. There's no smartphones. There's no GPS. There's no OnStar. Yeah. I, think, I don't know how we didn't get killed well, or lost or both. Most states now, you wouldn't be able to do that without an adult in the car until you've had your license for a certain period of time. So the... The laws are working against the kids now. It's not that, just the parents. That was crazy. Hey, quickly, though, before I forget, I want to thank our show sponsor, Virgin Pulse, uh, www.virginpulse.com. Trisha and I will be out at the Virgin Pulse Thrive event 
next week in Phoenix. We'll be doing the show from there, uh, doing a couple of other things. Super excited about that show. And uh, can't wait to see our friends at Virgin Pulse. So check them out at virginpulse.com. Also, big news and what George is here to talk about today with me is we are getting the wheels turning now at the HR Tech Conference for one of my favorite sessions at the conference, which is called Discovering the Next Great HR Technology Company, which we did at the event for the first time last year. And George was a big part of it last year as well, and he will be again this year. So we thought we'd take a few minutes today to talk about that process, the conference a little bit in, in general, the process for discovering the next great HR technology company, some of the things we're looking for in some of these new and emerging HR technologies, and then probably we'll wrap it up with some advice for uh, HR and business leaders about you know working with startups, how to evaluate startup technology, what are the key differences in, in working with you know vendors who are maybe brand new and you know maybe are new to this whole space themselves, right? right. So uh, we'll talk about that a little bit. So George, I'm gonna go to you. I've been talking a lot, and I need to take a drink. <laughs> it is happy hour here, by the way. Uh, tell me a little about what we're going to be doing for discovering the next great HR technology company this year. Well, it was a lot of fun last year, and we learned a lot in the in the process. So I think one of the uh, – and I just want to – before I get into this, I just want to say that I did coach the winning – vendor last year and I'm not going to stop reminding everybody about that we have heard <laughs> there, there are some email chains in the background here that we we, we are reminded on a constant almost basis that George was the right. winner last right. year all right that being said so everybody really understand get has the context of where this is coming from uh, we learned a lot and one of the things that we wanted to do this year was involve all of you involve everyone all everyone in HR everyone in HR technology in helping us not just select the winner at the event, but help us so select the finalists for the event. Right. So one of the big uh, changes to the, the process this year is that we're going to be uh, selecting, I guess we'll call them, are they the semifinalists? Let's or? call them the semifinalists, okay. George. We Let's, just decided that. That's a decision uh, we made. All right, done. And uh, we're going to put them up on the website, uh, on the HR Tech Conference uh, website, and you all will, will help us choose who the finalists are for the big show in Vegas this October. Exactly. And once, just like last year, there will be four coaches. So we have George LaRock, of course, the returning champ. We have Ben Eubanks. We have uh, Madeline Lerano returning as well from last year. Right. And the mighty Lance Hahn. Right. The young guy. The, well, yeah. I guess Eubanks is young, too. Yeah. They're, they're both, a couple young yeah. upstarts. Yeah. They don't have any experience with this. Uh, with this. Uh, Madeline and I are the old pros here. So so each uh, coach will bring forth two semifinalists. You, the public, the HR Happy Hour listeners, right. HR Tech Conference fans, will help decide which of those semifinalists make the big show in October uh, in Las Vegas. And so how we'll do it is each... Probably in August. Now, don't hold me to this, but probably in August, each week in August, there'll be uh, a new set of semifinalists will be pitted against each other, and there'll be some collateral, there'll be videos, there'll be some Q&A, links out, of course, to their websites where you can find some more materials about their products, interviews, a lot yeah. of collateral to yeah. help you make the determination of who you'd like to see at the show participating in the next great HR technology competition. And then, of course, once that process is completed, and the four finalists are selected, 
We'll announce that probably right after Labor Day would be my suspicion. We'll announce that right after Labor Day. And then at the show in October, October 10th through 13th, by the way, in Las Vegas, uh, those companies will present. The coaches will be up on stage as well. I'll be up there. We'll do Q&A. We'll have a little back and forth. It's actually quite a fun session, too, right at the show. It is. I, I, re- I always enjoy uh, watching uh, sort of like a demo day kind of uh, uh, pitch contest. And that's what this is, a demo contest. And it's, uh, it's live. And uh, it's a big deal for a startup to get up on the big stage in, in front of all of you. And, you know, what, what the thought that I had was last year it was a lot of fun. But what nobody could see was how much fun we were having <laughs> right. leading up into it, coaching everybody. And uh, everybody will get to see some of that with the video and the content that you're talking yeah. about. And one last thing I definitely want to mention, and then we can kind of let this part of it go, uh, uh, is for folks who might be interested in participating, uh, solution providers, startup companies who might be interested in participating in this process, the, here's what you need to do. Go to www.hrtechconference.com, our conference website. There's a link which says Awesome New Technology on, on the top uh, part of that website. Click that link. There's a process where you can submit your information about your company, about your solution, a little bit of information about the products and services you're offering. You know, There's a form on there. pretty simple to fill out. Fill out that form and submit it. That'll put, it, put that, your company, into our queue, and our coaches will see all of those companies as well, and we'll know we'll know a little bit more about you. And then the companies that the coaches want to work with, you know, they'll make those determinations, and they'll eventually settle. They'll reach out to the companies that they want might want to take demos from, and then finally they'll choose their two semi finalists who will participate in the voting process that we just described. So make sure you go to www.hrtechconference.com, click on that awesome new link, and submit. And while you're there, by the way, and this is for anybody who's at www.hrtechconference.com. Registration is open. Lots of agenda de- details were released. I'm not sure. I'm not sure the day, dear listener, that you're listening to this. But the day I'm speaking these words <laughs> was the day that many of the early agenda details were released on the website. So you can see those at www.hrtechconference.com. Click on register. Here's my here's my gift to you, listeners. Two hundred off your registration fee. That's Use the code Steve. My name S T E V E two hundred. S-T-E-V-E-2-0-0, $200 off the going rate for HR Technology Conference registration. So check that out. Thank you for listening. I, you know, this is more of a public service for me, right? Uh, like, uh, because I get so much email about this, I'm going to tell people. I, I joke with George before the show. Any, anytime I get an email now from anybody who wants to know about discovering the next great HR technology company, I'm going to tell them to listen to this podcast and get their instructions. Yeah, and uh, and it's all here. It's all here. So I, I'm excited. I'm excited to see who who submits the forms. I'm excited to to see who has questions and. And what's going on out there? Who thinks they have the next great HR technology? I'm super excited. So let's talk about that a little bit. So last year when we did this process, and we did it, it was largely similar. There are, as George mentioned, a few new wrinkles we've introduced to the process this year. But when we did the the Discovering the Next Great HR Technology Company session last year, I want to say through the formal submission process, and that's not even counting the informal processes by which people like George and myself become aware of, of, of new technologies, just the formal process itself, I think we had about 125 submissions. At least. At least. Something yeah. like that. It might have been closer to 150 by the end. Yeah. So it's an incredibly vibrant market still. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I, I, it's, hard. It's, uh, it's our job to keep up with it. And 
I, I don't know how I don't know how anybody keeps up with it. There's so much happening. Yeah. Every day, a new company, um, companies that are substantial in their traction that I'll pick up in my news feed. I had no idea that they were out there. You know, with, and and across all segments, core HR, talent acquisition, uh, you know, HRIS. Uh, talent, all benefits, of, is benefits is really vibrant yeah. right now as yeah. well. Yeah. Yep. And anything uh, AI, anything automation, anything machine learning, uh, everybody is trying to find a place to fit that in somewhere. So I, I expect to see a lot of that. So have your pitch down if you're coming <laughs> with that. You know, know how to differentiate because we're seeing and hearing a lot about that. But yeah, so George, this is like. It makes me think, though, as you described all of these different kind of uh, areas where we're seeing much more development, much more investment, much more energy, uh, and, it's, and it's difficult for us, right, people who's essentially, who our job it is, at least in part, to be aware of this ecosystem, how can HR leaders, right, who are listening to this podcast, I mean, what, how can they even begin to get their arms around what's going on in this, in this kind of startup land? I don't, I don't even know where to tell them to start. I mean, I tell them to come to HR Tech, but... Yeah, uh, that H- also sounds HR Tech's a great place. You've right. got the startup pavilion, and, and that's a great place. Uh, HR Wins for a shameless plug. That's another great place. HRWins.com. That's that's mine. But uh, I th- when you're looking at uh, at startups, the the best thing to do is uh, really throw yourself into the process with them. And, okay. And and I, I really believe this. Carve out some time for yourself to you know when you start looking at the different sites and attending the shows. Um, demo the products, you know, get get a feel for them, um, and uh, you know, carve out that time for yourself on an ongoing basis, and you'll, I think you'll you'll learn a lot. Now, how how do you navigate, um, you know, where where to use a startup and where not to use a startup? That's going to depend a lot on your culture. It's going to depend a lot on how much risk you're taking right. um, in any given area, uh, but. Uh, you know, th- I think there are some some factors you can look at. Like, do they have customers today? Um, do they? Uh, what's their source of funding? You know, do right. they? Uh, are they stable? Um, or is it literally just a few people in a garage right. with an idea? Uh, so, the level of investment that you put there and the level of risk you take in your business, we, you would you'd want to be commensurate with. Yeah, I kind of, I mean, maybe something like this exists. Maybe you worked this way, George, in the past. I got to believe there's, there could be like a, almost like a grid, like a classic four box grid you could put up with, you know, as you think about these kinds of startups with like maybe the, the importance of the system to your operations, right? The criticality of the solution to your operations versus the maturity and or stability right. of the potential partner, right? And some sort of a, like a two by two. I like to I like to think the world is a simple place, George. I like yeah. to boil everything down to like these simple kinds of grids, yeah. grids and matrices. Yeah. But maybe that is a way to look at it. Like, like logic would tell you, hey, like maybe for something like uh, some very important compliance related uh, capability, mm-hmm. that may not be the place to go with you know three guys in a garage, right? Right. If right. If, if your uh, operations depend on getting that process correct, but maybe if it's something like. I don't know, a new psychometric assessment tool to help you identify the best candidate for a particular job you're having a hard time filling, yep. that, that may be where your opportunity is to be a little bit more experimental. Right, right. I might, I might focus on, if, if I'm going with uh, you know, three people in a garage, 
I might focus more on a point solution than yeah. I do a platform. And you know, startups aren't all equal, right? There are startups great point. that are raising hundreds of millions of dollars, and startups that uh, have you know taken in a couple hundred thousand from friends and family. <laughs> Those are two completely different things. So an, an HR platform that's got hundreds of customers and has raised, you know, 50, 70 million dollars or something. That's that's a less risky proposition. Uh, the the risk there is that they'll get acquired right. uh, if there if that if that's even a risk uh, versus the small shop who hasn't, you know, gotten to their A round yet, right? Yeah. That's uh, they they may or may not exist a year from now. We see a lot of that. We see, you know, companies that come on strong and uh, I, you know, I don't ever hear from them again. Yeah, that, that's definitely true in this space. Let me do a quick reset. This is the HR Happy Hour Show. My name is Steve Bose. I'm joined by George LaRock, host of HR Market Watch, uh, founder of HR Wins, and uh, we're hanging out in New York City. Yeah. Ceridian Analyst Day. And uh, like I said, we, we're here at Ceridian Analyst Day. We're, we don't really need to talk about Ceridian on this podcast, but I will say this. Of, of, we do a lot of these events, and Ceridian does a great job of yeah. incorporating their customers into these kind of uh, these kind of days and experiences, not just from customers showing up to tell their story about their implementation or the lessons learned and all that, which yeah. which lots of companies do, and they did that here today, and it was fine. But they also incorporate them into kind of the evening and the fun activities yeah. as well. So tonight, George and I and the collection of, of analysts and, and, and folks that are here are getting a rare treat. We're getting a little Blue Man Group show, who's yeah. a customer of Ceridian, yeah. so, uh, which is going to be really exciting. Yeah. I, I, I haven't seen the Blue Man Group in like 20 years. Yeah, I saw them back in Boston at least 15 years ago. Yeah, and me too. Yeah, I so I'm, I'm curious Boston, to see, yeah, yeah like what, what are the updates? What's what's new? I'm, I'm, I'm sure they've still got some of their old hits, right? Yeah. The, uh, you know, some of the old jokes or whatnot, but I'm, 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 it was cool to hear an HR director right. from that kind of creative environment today. That's, that's Yeah, he had the best line. I'm probably going to write about this on the blog. I, I, I do have a blog, uh, by the way, Steve Bo's blog. Uh, <laughs> this, is, this, this is the joke I make with Trish every podcast. Trish is not here, but Trish, if you're listening, I do have a blog. Uh, and and she, will, she, she says, you have a blog? And I say, yes. <laughs> about, only about 10 years or so. I'll send you, I'll send you the link. But um, he had the, the guy from Blue Man Group, whose name I'm forgetting now, but he's the HR and payroll yeah, guy. Thomas there. Randall. Thomas, okay. Yeah. Had a great line, which I definitely want to write about. He said, hey, I look at my job as the steward of the vibe. Yeah. I tweeted that Did today. you tweet yeah, it? I, I, I missed the tweet. Okay, I didn't, I didn't catch all the too. tweets. Yeah. I was very busy listening to George. Yeah. I was taking note of everything. <laughs> but that was a really cool line. HR yeah. is the steward of the vibe. Yeah. I thought that was really, I, really cool. And I think all HR people should aspire to be stewards of the vibe. That's, right? that's a really cool that, Like if a bunch of HR people like form a band, you know? <laughs> stewards stewards of, of the vibe, maybe. We'll just call them that. There was an old band, Agents of the New. I don't know if you remember, if you remember I think them. I, I might. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, yeah, stewards of the vibe. I, I thought that was, that was great. That was great. Yeah, so... Discovering the, ne- the next great HR tech company, we talked about the process a little bit. We talked about how you get involved in it. We, we talked about hopefully how a lot of HR happy hour listeners, mm-hmm. readers of the blogs, and just, just people in the HR community get involved in the process by voting this summer yep. at the hrtechconference.site, hrtechconference.com website. And we talked a little bit about sort of dealing with startups in, in general and some of the things to worry about or maybe the, the things to think about it if you're dealing with startups. I guess right. the last thing maybe we could talk about for a few minutes before we sort of head off on our way to, to Blue Man Group and other fun and games in New York City is 
is where's the action right now, George? We've talked about a lot of action, a lot of interest, a lot of excitement. Where do we really see it's coming? Is, is, is AI going to be a thing? Is it, is it machine learning? Is it something else? I mean, I saw Google jumping into the space of all companies, yep. right, with a, a new job search tool. Is there, is there any way to predict, like, you know, what we're going to be talking about this time 12 months from now in terms of HR tech and innovation? I wish there was, uh, because I'd be on an island if, if, if I could have done that 12 months ago. Uh, I think um, you know, the Google in many it's it's exciting and it's huge. Uh, it was just a matter of time, though, right? There being a search engine, um, so much of everything starting in Google. Yeah. Uh, they, it was just a matter of time before they made this move. So I I think it's it's big news, but it's it's not unexpected news, right? Um, AI, I, in fact, that, that podcast, that the last HR right. market yeah. watch you, you mentioned, uh, the whole theme was let's get real about it. Uh, I, I, I believe that AI is a big deal. It's going to have a huge impact. It is not going to take everybody's jobs away. And I think we've yet to really see how it's going to benefit HR uh, the most. All of the chat bots that I see, except for one or two, are really just loop, you know, um, uh, loops on a script. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of like automated Q and A almost, yeah, right? It's at, exactly at the what it is. Yeah, yeah. and it's uh, there are some that are working in assessments that are really interesting, where they're using natural language processing and things like that, uh, and machine learning, and that's where. I think it's a glimpse of the future as right. to what areas where, if you think about what we do in HR, we're not all behavioral scientists. So automation could really help us in that area because uh, it's it's something that we don't have the skills to do. Think about recruitment. We're not marketers by trade. So helping us with marketing process. Right. Good. Another area across all HR. Analytics. Another place where they can help us a great deal with AI uh, because we're not statisticians by by trade. Yeah, right? I was just talking about this today with someone here, just kind of an off offline conversation about about data, the prolifer proliferation of data, and kind of the challenge of for HR and really any kind of business leader in any kind of functional area to make sense of the data they have because there's just too much. And in I think kind of that next step where we've got to we've got to get to is is not just helping us uh, understand that data or understand how to make take meaning out of that data. It's maybe even like a step back to say like, well, what is what should we be looking at in the first place? Like, right. what what is that? What is that metric I should be looking at, or those couple of metrics I should be looking at versus like it's it's been. That, I mean, I hate to. Oh man, I feel like such a hack. So I, I hate to say the word Moneyball again, like uh, okay, 10 years okay. after yeah, that, yeah. that book and movie came out. But uh, there's two things about that I still like to say, and then people forget. One of the things was the book was called Moneyball. It wasn't called Metrics Ball, right? <laughs> right? So the goal of the whole thing wasn't, wasn't about just finding better metrics. It was about winning, which right. translates to money, right? It was about succeeding, yeah, and yeah. Which, which is certainly like a, like a line I've used a few times. But the, the second part about it was it was really about – Baseball always had plenty of data, always had plenty of statistics. Even right. even that one key statistic that at least the book centers around so much and the movie did as well, the on-base percentage statistic, yeah. Yeah. that statistic had been around for decades and no one thought it was important until these guys figured out it was, yeah. right? And, and they yeah. exploited it. So that's the same thing we're talking about now. So whether it's – and some companies have done a good thing about – 
a good job of, of making those identifications where, and I'm thinking of like Google saying, hey, we don't care about where you got your college degree anymore. Right. Or even if you have one, because that doesn't matter. Yeah. Or it's someone else saying, well, we don't really care about the job you had seven years ago. We don't care about that. And that doesn't matter. I just don't think we're, yeah. but I still think so many organizations, we fall into those patterns and those routines of thinking about the things we've always thought about and not really thinking enough about where, where, where's that data point that does really drive meaning. That, that does move that liver, that gives us the competitive advantage, right? What, where's the person out there saying, no, we, don't, we shouldn't care about, like in the Moneyball example, we shouldn't care about runs batted in. We should only care about, you know, on-base percentage and runs scored. Like, I don't see that happening yet well, in what we're doing. And that's, it's a really good point, not only from the HR perspective, but for you tech vendors out there, as you rush into this market with a new shiny object around AI or something to help with analytics, um, having that perspective from the customer, from HR's point of view, is something that I think people don't really take as seriously as they should early on. And that's, that's what I look for. When I, when I look at a startup, I look for someone who's thoughtful. And I look for someone who, who gets that. So sort of tying this all together. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Yeah. Because, because that, uh, that comes from someone who, you know, we've been practitioners, right? We've, and we've worked on the vendor side. And we've been on the analyst side. So we've got this point of view to understand what you're saying. Or even if you've been a practitioner for 20 years, you've got the same perspective. Um, it's important to get that, whether you get it through advisors, whether you get it through going out and talking to practitioners right. and listening um, and that's that's key and that's where uh, that's that's the big difference between success and uh, and burning all your cash and just just missing the mark. Yeah. And and the other thing that it, it's it's not quite it's slightly related to what you said but I just thought of it too so I want I want to say it since I thought of Go it. Go for it. I'm going to have to say it out loud. It's a podcast is you do see a lot of startups in this space, particularly in this space, in say whether it's talent acquisition or onboarding, some even some of the administrative stuff that were ATS. I've heard this story a couple times mm-hmm. as well from the smaller companies, where the the person, the guy or the woman who founded the, the new HR tech company, founded it to solve a problem that they had themselves mm-hmm. in their last startup, right? Yeah. So yeah. like it was hard to onboard my employees in my prior startup, right? And I, and I always said, wow, why is onboarding employees so hard? I'm going to create a new tool for onboarding them. Uh, you know, that's the Zenefit story, essentially, right? Right. Uh, Greenhouse told the same story at their event, right? Yep. Yep. I hired a bunch of people in my last startup, and the systems I had available to me to hire them worked yep. for crap. Yep. So I'm going to build something better. Yep. And that's, it's just, I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but it's an interesting thing. And I, I think you see that more in the HR tech kind of landscape than maybe some other kind of tech landscape. Well, those are two really good examples to contrast, right? So uh, Zenefits, uh, we're not going to get into everything, but didn't really go the way they thought it was going to go, right? Uh, I wouldn't call them a thoughtful vendor, right? Greenhouse, um, they they have a similar origin story, but much more thoughtful about listening and learning and, you know, delivering. So that that does sort of make the point. Yeah. and, And I... So I hear I hear and see that a lot, but uh, you know, folks trying to solve a problem that they had in their previous professional life, and um, I guess the, the the bottom line is don't come rushing in like Google HR technology before 
before you before you just create some or Google onboarding. We don't have time to get into all that stuff today, <laughs> yeah, know, George. Right? But I'm gonna tell you I'm what. Saying, yeah, no, yeah. no, it's great. And we're gonna be doing some of this at the HR Tech Conference itself. We have a couple of sessions. Madeline's doing one, and uh, Madeline Lorano from uh, Aptitude Research Partners right. is doing one, her, and, and yep. Stelzner, our, our old friend, oh, is doing Mark, another yep. one on kind of market awareness and market research oh, with, cool. with, with a whole bunch of people. It's not just Stelzner, but with this idea of how do, uh, how do HR leaders and business leaders better prepare themselves for understanding the market, doing market research, understanding the potential pluses and minuses yep. of different sources of information. A, a very timely topic made more interesting today. I saw this today. I tweeted it out earlier that the, that crowd-sourced re- software review site, G2 Crowd, you probably I heard, saw this too. Raised a I bunch saw, of money. Yeah, right? 30 million. Yeah, 30 million. raised a bunch of money. From Excel partners. Looking to disrupt. So I hate to say that. Another, another hack word. I got to take another <laughs> drink. A money ball and disrupt in the same podcast. But looking to disrupt... Uh, how people learn about software products, yeah. essentially. And look, I love our friends at Gartner and Forrester and IDC and all of them, but to me, if those guys could be shaken up a little bit, I think that'd be a good thing. Well, Gartner acquired software advice, which is just like GoToCrowd, yeah. right? So yeah, that's, yeah. Really interesting. All right, George, we probably need to wrap right. this up. We have things to I do. I can do this all day. We have Blue Man Group to see, all yeah. of that. I wonder yep. if they let me like try on any of the Blue Man Group stuff. Because uh, I have the haircut for it I, I already, think, pretty I much. I think we could make that happen. I, wonder, I know some people. I wonder over. what kind of pulse Ceridian has over there at Blue Man Group, but uh, that'll be fun. Oh, George Rock, great to see you. HRWins.com, so right? That's, That's right. Everything is Find found. me there. Find me there. And uh, so George will be heading up and really stewarding, quite frankly, stewarding not only the vibe, but stewarding <laughs> the next great HR technology company process that we'll be uh, uh, doing throughout this, uh, this year, this summer, and this fall at the HRTechConference.com. So go to HRTechConference.com, learn more about it there. Uh, if you register, use my code Steve two hundred. You know, and, and, uh, and if, if you do that, I, I'm, if any HR Happy Hour listener does register and use my code to register, please let me know. Send a tweet at us at me or at HR Happy Hour. Let me know. I'll buy you the first round of drinks in Las Vegas in October. I promise. Finally, thanks to Virgin Pulse www.virginpulse.com. We'll see them next week. Trish, thanks to you. We'll see you next week out at the big show at Virgin Pulse. And then finally, and hopefully, we'll do some dispatches. HR Tech China happening wow. the first week of June. Super excited. Shanghai, China, where I'm very popular in China, George. I, I don't know if you've ever heard I, of the China I stories. Have, I've, I've heard some because, you know, I, I know Trish and, and I've, I've heard how I've got quite the following out there. So uh, find me on WeChat. All right. That's what we'll do in China. So anyway, thanks for indulging us a little bit and kind of doing the commercial for HR Tech Conference and this this process. But it's important to me. It's important to uh, George as yeah. well and the other coaches. And it's really good for the community. It's going to be a great event. So uh, check it out there. And uh, thanks for listening. We will see you next time from the HR Happy Hour Show. Bye for now. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the HR Happy Hour Show your source for information and conversation on work, the workplace, technology, and more. Learn more and listen to all the show archives at www.hrhappyhour.net.